Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode number 195 of the Savvy Girls podcast. It is such a pleasure to be joining you today. This is Deborah, podcasting from Ottawa, Canada. And this is Melanie, podcasting from New York, New York, and also with Savvy Mom in Edmonton for part of it. So today on the podcast, we have... Confessions! New Year's Confessions! <laughs> this is instead of New Year's resolutions, we're doing New Year's Confessions. It's not quite New Year's yet, but it's approaching, and so it's time to unburden ourselves. Exactly. I will feel so free and light. I'm sure there are other things on this podcast too, but, uh, you know, suspense. Also, I don't really know what, we, what, what else is on the show, so I can't tell you. However, sit back. Relax, pick up your knitting, and enjoy this episode. Enjoy the show. And I say, hey, hey, it's just an ordinary day, and it's all your state of mind. At the end of the day, you just got to say it's all right. Okay, Deborah. so this episode is going to be a little weird as far as time, because we're going to talk first, and then we're going back in time for a discussion I had with Savvy Mom. Hold on, we're going back in time. Can we go back in time prior to I got that prior to the time where I got that lousy haircut in about four months ago? Can I go back to like the morning of that day and rethink that terrible, terrible decision? I had this like lovely long hair, curly, it was finally behaving, and I went into the hairdresser and she and I asked her if she knew how to, you know, work with curls. And she said, Yes, absolutely. And she asked, you know, do you want layers? And I said, well, what person with curly hair doesn't want layers? Thinking like, of course you need layers with curly hair. You don't want to cut it all the same length. It turns out when she meant layers, she actually meant what is a combination between a shag and a mullet, which <laughs> um, true. I ended up with a shaggy mullet. How, okay, I've got to ask, Deborah. I've got to ask because I have, I have yeah. ranted at, at Savvy Mom a few times. How did you not stop her? Partway through, were you just not looking? Like, at what point were you like, this, this, we need to pull the brakes on this? I guess I, I was hopeful that she was working some sort of magic. Okay. Um, also, when curly hair is wet, it just kind of seems long. And I knew she was cutting some piece, pieces short. I don't know. Can we go back to that day? Can I, mean, I apply? Uh, can I, can I stop it? Can we, can we go back to that day? You can't frog a haircut, Deborah. <laughs> Bring it to knitting. <laughs> Rip it. Rip it. Oh. So here we are. And Deborah, what have you been up to? Because you had the birthday party. You talked about getting ready for it. I crafted away for the birthday party. I don't want to talk about it too much because it's it's not knitting. But essentially, the, my kids' uh, fourth birthday party. So they asked for a dog-themed birthday. You made them dog collars. I did. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So I, I made everything from like necklaces with a pendant on them that was like a wooden circle and I would burned a little dog shape on it and their initials. So yeah, the kids each got a dog collar for themselves, essentially. And then <laughs> I found rather than spending, you know, what I spent about the equivalent of what I would have spent on like goodie bags. But instead, I, I opted for I got them. Each of the children got a dog stuffed animal that I got on sale and they each got a dog collar for their dog and a little bag with uh, a chocolate cereal that looked like, you know, kibble. Wait, you get, I didn't know this. You gave the, you gave the kids dog collars and kibble. (laughs) For their puppies, for their, for their, 
okay. for their dogs. And then each of them got a little uh, square blanket. Like I just cut a, rec- a rectangle at a fleece. And so they got a little fleece blanket for their dog. And then the best part was that I found these shoe containers at Ikea where there was basically a, uh, consider like a 3D, re- uh, I don't know this word in English. What is it? Prisma rectangulaire. The, the geographic shape for a 3D rectangle. But uh, since I was the French immersion, I only took math ever in French. And so I didn't I didn't learn the word in English for it. It's a rectangular prism. Yeah, rectangular prism. There we go. 3D rectangle with one side, a mesh on either side. The idea is that these are shoe holders. Uh, but there's so a flap on one side. Anyways, I added a rainbow handle to each one and uh, turned them into and, and, a, and a tag that I printed and laminated. And so each kid got a little doggy doggy carrier for their dog toy. Anyways, it was great fun. So uh, it, it was a fun party. And uh, I know it sounds party COVID. It sounds irresponsible. But we only invited kids from their class. And we invited a small number of kids. And they were breathing on each other. I, I keep joking. They cough on each other all day anyways. So they do. these were kids that the previous day they had been coughing all over each other. And the next, well, then two days later, they were all coughing on each other. So we figured on a Saturday it would be okay. There weren't very many kids and any adults who came, we had to be distanced and masked and vaccinated in order to, in order to come. And we only asked one parent, per, one child. It, anyways, we took precautions and this was pre-Omicron. So beginning of December back, do you remember the day pre-Omicron? I vaguely remember the day when you first told me about Omicron and I thought, that sounds weird. Meh. Meh. It's just another letter. Melanie is intimately acquainted with... Um, <sighs> I have been basically living in a room in, in, in Savvy Mom's house. Well, I've been living with Savvy Mom for 21, almost 22 months just to be safe. And there were full months where I did not go out except for walks outside to be safe. I've been super safe, super safe. I thought, okay, the numbers are super low. I'm vaccinated. I'm about to get my booster in New York because it wasn't available in Canada yet for my age group. I thought, I'll come to New York for a couple weeks. Two days, guys. It took me two days to get the COVID. So I I have COVID. And you were masked the whole time. Like you, K95 masks and social distancing and all of that stuff and still. Yeah, I mean, on the subway, I guess not so much, but I figured like it's the subway. If you have to get around, you can't get COVID. Oh, the social distancing, but you're still wearing a mask. Yeah, yeah, yeah. On the subway. Yeah, of course. Not so much, so. Oh yeah, no, wearing a mask. I'm just, there were, there are some unmasked people on the subway, usually teenagers. Tisk. Tisk kids these days. I gotta say, guys, if you haven't had COVID yet, it is not nice to get the little little ping with your test results and it's just like you failed you failed health basically <laughs> you, it's like all these things we've been trying to do you failed and as it happens it was the day I got my booster so um that's that's that I guess I got my booster two days ago yay, yay. they opened up appointments in Ontario for uh, my age group uh on Monday night and Melanie and I were online right before they opened and looking for spots. And uh, some of the pharmacies opened their system right be- like before midnight. And so I think we were on before many people were. And so we booked an appointment for end of January and then an appointment opened up for what was essentially the next day because it was after. So for the Tuesday. 
So I booked it and then it was only an hour and a quarter outside of town. So I went for a little road trip ski, got my booster, Yay! road trip back. And uh, since then, I, I think today I missed a call. Actually, I think the farm, one of the pharmacies nearby phoned me because I had signed up for their, you know, if you can get here within an hour, they phoned. And <laughs> I, at that point, I had been so desperate because the kids are at home and I'm in meetings. I had been so desperate. At one point, I handed one of the kids my phone with the Netflix on and I was just like, just just take it. And like, I'm, I'm in giving someone a job interview right now. So I really need you not to be climbing on me. Well, apparently, I think the pharmacy called while the kids were <laughs> on the phone and they answered. <laughs> What? What did and they, they say? Had some sort of conversation with this person, and they hung up. And then they went to go tell my husband about it. And they're like, "We answered the phone." And he said, "Who was there?" And he's like, "We didn't know her." <laughs> okay. <laughs> and I saw that I actually had two calls from the pharmacy, so they probably hung up and were thinking, "Like, what was that?" <laughs> and, then, and then called back. And I also didn't hear it the second time, but that's okay because I'm boosted. So somebody else got a phone call subsequent to that and got a booster. So I'm happy for them. Although I did get this little pang of, oh my God, I missed the call. I'm like, right, already boosted. Right. Already boosted. Don't already have boosted. Feel, don't have to feel like I missed an opportunity. So Well, you missed an opportunity to get COVID. I did. I did. I mean, I think there have been many opportunities to get COVID that I've missed, but that doesn't mean to say that it won't ever happen. I know, but I can't believe I'm the first. You're the first. I'm the first. I'm not. I'm not pleased about that. For the record, I'm actually pretty miffed about that. Um, not just because I've spent the last eight days um, inside, but you know, I said it wasn't so bad. But actually, I spent five days in bed practically. I mean, I was pretty tired. Well, I think it hasn't been healthy. as severe for you because. Yeah of the vaccinations and we, we want to encourage everyone to take it seriously right yeah take it seriously guys yeah. but also take it, seriously, it, it wasn't so bad because we were triple i guess i don't know if that third one counts because it was the day i got it so but as more or less triple vaccinated i am i am going to be super immune when That's when right. this ends so that is super immune. super immune so um that's all i guess about that all right do you want to talk confessions? New Year's well, confessions? Okay. Can you explain what this is all about? Okay. Many, many, many years ago, we read a book. It was a chiclet book called... Can You Keep a Secret? Can You Keep a Secret? And in this book, uh, at the time, I think we found it, it was very funny. Um, and it was probably, it was just a clever book. But the main character was on an airplane sitting next to some stranger and there was turbulence and she thought she was going to die. So she just blurted out a whole bunch of confessions. And uh, and then again, many, many years ago, probably like over a decade ago, frankly, we started this game where we would essentially, it became the confessions game where you confess things. Well, turns out in public to anyone <laughs> listening to your podcast. And yeah, we've done this before. It's just, it's been a long time. And um, yeah. so... I don't know. I only have one big confession for you, and it's not even about you. It just happened the other day. 
Do you, okay. do you want to go first though? No, I haven't okay. thought of anything. You okay. just kind of sprung this on me. So I came to New York and right before I came, I thought my toothbrush had had enough because it's not a fan. It wasn't a fancy toothbrush. It was just a regular toothbrush. So I savvy mom had a drawer with some toothbrushes in it and I got one out and you know, I'd never quite seen the look of it before. It had a little hole in the bottom where you can hang it up. And it had like, it was just, it was shaped a little bit differently than the other toothbrushes that these are new wrap toothbrushes in the drawer. And I thought it was pink, but I didn't pay that much attention. So I thought, okay, throw it in the bag, came to New York. Um, I'm actually staying with a roommate here. I had a sublet with a roommate and he's really nice. But at, at first we hadn't talked a lot in that first day. So I thought, okay, went to take a shower the first morning, went to brush my teeth. So I came back and then the second morning I couldn't find my toothbrush and I looked everywhere. I looked in the drawer, I looked, I looked up, I looked down, I looked everywhere. And then I went in the bathroom and um, I looked in the garbage can and there was this very unusual toothbrush in the garbage can. And I thought, it, I think the toothbrush I got was pink and this is purple, but I often have a purple toothbrush. So like, and it's got the little hole in the bottom and it's got, it's usually I use soft bristles and this was firm bristles because I tested it on my hand and it was the same toothbrush. So I thought, okay, what did I do that made him throw my toothbrush away? Like, was it on the counter? Did I leave it in the sink? I'm pretty sure I didn't. Maybe I did. Maybe he wants what me to jerk. leave. Well, I was like, he's, I think he's kind of a jerk. So I, I sort of went in the other room and I was like, so did I do anything wrong with my toothbrush? It's <laughs> like, no, you didn't. And I'm like, okay, if I did, I'm sorry. And he, he's like, no, you didn't. And he gave me a look like I was a weird ball. And so I said, okay, okay, but, you know, I had to brush my teeth, so I thought, well, well, what do I do? So I took the hand soap, and I, on the toothbrush, and I washed it, and I brushed my teeth, and I went on with my day. Later that day, I opened my little zippy pouch where I keep makeup and stuff, and guess what I found in there? My toothbrush. <laughs> um, he had had a one-night stand over the night before, <laughs> and this was her toothbrush. <laughs> So why do I have COVID again? I was going to say. <laughs> I, I, I wonder how you've got to bed. <laughs> but I that they're the same toothbrush. <laughs> I had never seen it before in my life. <laughs> Purple and pink are basically the same color, guys. <laughs> I brush very vigorously. <laughs> So that was just a, that was pretty disgusting. And also, you know, this did happen right at the start of the, yeah, okay, actually, I think I know how I got COVID. <laughs> I don't know how you got COVID. Oh, man. Oh, man. So, um, that happened. <laughs> so that's, my confession is I'm apparently disgusting, and that, that is my confession. Yeah, that's a good confession. My mouth is a cesspool. And that is yep. mine. Yeah, that yeah. sounds about right. All right, Sissy, um, do you have anything to confess? I'm trying to think. You don't wear a bra on work calls. Oh, definitely not. Well, sometimes I do, but I it depends whether the shirt I'm wearing really like I yeah. Sometimes I do. I, I work from home right now because of the vid. So um I mostly just angle the, the camera so it's shoulders and above, but sometimes if I'm wearing a shirt and Anyways, if I'm wearing a shirt, I'm always wearing a shirt on the calls. But if I'm wearing a shirt where it seems to require a bra in order to make the shirt fit properly, then then yeah, but that's not a that's not a very good confession. I think that's just a sort of standard 
I, I assume it's just standard video call pro- protocol where you, why would you wear a bra? I suppose I mean, the right. fact that I talk about it on video calls is probably the part that's weird. Do you like with your boss? Not or? every call, not, not every call and not with everybody, but sometimes I'll be like, God, I didn't put a bra on today till like 3 PM and people will be looking at me because I will have been on calls with them all day. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's something that that's a pretty, that's it's, not pretty really, it's not really much. I know there needs to be more. I think savvy mom had other confessions or it might've just been me. Honestly. <laughs> oh, I mean, this isn't really a confession, but I've been doing literary editing. Um, as, as I mentioned on another podcast and recently as in yesterday, a friend sent me a sex book they wrote. I guess this isn't my confession, but, um, it was smut. It was a lot of smut. Yes. You told me it was hardcore. Okay. It's hardcore. It is, it is hardcore porn for 200 pages. And actually it's quite well written. I mean, he did a very, he or she, he did a very good job (laughs) Um, (laughs) and he swears it's not about him. No, it is. It's totally, it's totally Totally about about him. him. It's either something he's been fantasizing about doing forever or it's, I don't know. I think it's something he's done or something he wants to do. Yeah. And um, I, I, I don't want to obviously give away any details about him, but he's um, not the kind of person that one would expect to write this. And apparently he wrote it in three and a half weeks. So I can just picture him. Um, I don't want to picture him. Inspired? Inspired. I don't want to picture him inspired. Don't picture him. So I don't know if this is a confession, but I am going to have to spend a fair amount of time with this person in a professional setting um, in the coming months. I don't know how I'm not going to bring this up constantly or at all because it is a big secret. (laughs) So, Do you ever have something in your life where you realize like about that particular issue, you were particularly naive? Yes. I was having a conversation with a friend lately, a male friend, and they said something or other about porn. And I was like, where do people find porn? Like, do you just go on the internet and type in yeah, on X hamster pops up? Okay. But so anyways, or um, Pornhub. Okay. So anyways, I asked the question and then he looked at me like I was crazy. And I'm or like, fat life. Oh. <laughs> I'm just saying. Well, well what? <laughs> yeah, it was, it was, I was just like, it's people say it's all over the internet, but maybe I have really good pop-up blockers or something. <laughs> I mean, I don't think you just look up like, never, where can I buy carrots on sale? And it's like porn. <laughs> that isn't exactly a porn word. I never like actively looked for it or, you know, I hadn't actively looked for it. Then I got curious and I'm like, really? You can just type in like porn and it comes up and they're like, I guess that, that is in fact what happens. But <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> So um, my naive story is a little different. Um, I had to chop up an onion a few weeks ago and I realized I did not know how to do that. I I mean, I just, I'd never done it in my life. I had never chopped an onion and it it was a very new experience. And um, yesterday I I cried because of my inability to navigate life. (laughs) (laughs) And then the world cried, the world cried. And then yesterday, I mean, I'm used to, you know, savvy mom's coffee machine where you press a button and magic coffee comes out and there's a mr coffee here and i actually hit it my roommate's a sound editor and i had to say like i know you're busy you know editing a cd for a broadway star but how do you use a I'm coffee maker? Help with this machine 
And he's, he was super nice. He's like, this is, you seriously don't know how to do it? This is the easy, so he showed me how to use it. And then I was like, but the coffee is not coming out. And he's like, you have to close the pot. And I'm like, okay, okay, I got this. So, and so, got today, this. so today I thought I'd make coffee all by myself. And I ended up covered head to toe in creamer. It was like a porn. <laughs> I was going to say, it's come full circle. <laughs> Isn't that how most, isn't that how the story ends that you're editing too? <laughs> That's a good point. Every story ends covered head to toe in creamer. Was this still a family podcast? Like the fact that you talked about the birthday party, does that make up for this? It balances out. Oh man, I have, you, I have COVID. People have to be nice. So no hate mail, please. No hate mail, please. We've never gotten that much hate mail. I think the people who hate us just unsubscribe. What is this? Click. Well, we're just not popular enough for people to notice when we misbehave. So, um, so this is going pretty. This is going pretty well, Deborah. I think. Indeed. Well, okay. I don't know if you want to bring back a word, but I do have a word that turns out is more apt than I thought, considering your porn story. It's going to come full circle again. My porn story. Um, um. The word is Vesuvial. Oh God! Like Vesuvius? Like (laughs) now Vesuvius? Yeah, so if you have a Vesuvial temper, or something could be a Vesuvial... Explosive? It is explosive, yes. Well, we're going to have to label this one the porn show. (laughs) I had this word before you told your porn story. My porn story? Mine was a certain naivety about where to find porn on the internet. I did not yes. ask my friend to send me porn. He said he had written a secret book and that he's, I could never mention it in front of anybody. <laughs> I hope he doesn't listen. He's going to kill me. Anyway. Is this sort of the same as someone said to sending you an unsolicited, I don't know if we should say it, a D picture? Richard's <laughs> portrait. No one sent me Richard's Richard. portrait recently. <laughs> but like... But if someone sends you an unsolicited manuscript for hardcore porn that they've written and would like you to copy edit? I did. It took nine and a half hours. Is that the literary equivalent of Richard's portrait? I think I feel like I figure I figure I mean it certainly described Richard's portrait a lot. A lot. But I've gotta say, if I bought if I went out and bought a, a hardcore paperback of porn um I, this, this one it's good where do you find that though literally like where do you go to find that do you just type in hardcore <laughs> porn book on the internet and it pops up on amazon i don't know but you know everyone's all like oh, 50 shades of great like no that i mean this this is, this is 50 shades of great has got nothing on him feelings <laughs> i don't know that i ever can look him in the eye again without giggling and i am not a prude although he's like six five so i'll be okay so you're not gonna be looking him in the eye <laughs> oh god not with those eyes in richard i don't want to look at his richard <laughs> mom's gonna kill us if the covid doesn't <laughs> Mom doesn't have to listen to this part. She's going to listen. I think she thinks she raised nice girls. I'm the one who didn't know where to find porn. Straight 
talker, he's a star walker, don't drink no wine. Wolf Rider, she's a friend of yours. You've seen her opening door. She's a history turner, she's a sweet grass burner and a dog soldier. So this, was, this fun. was fun. You've been, You've knitting. been knitting. Oh, we have to talk about knitting on this knitting podcast. Yes. All right. So um, I guess we're go- we're back to talking about the Dauphine shawl, which is what I've been knitting. I'm finished, which shows you how much time I have spent um, watching Hallmark movies before I got here and just sitting here feeling sorry for myself and watching Babysitter's Club season three on Netflix. And and men and the terrible Sex in the City reboot, and a million other things that are bad. Hate watching things and knitting and hate knitting. I've been hate knitting this shawl because I hate it so much. Um, I finally got to the part where it's just you know short rows and short rows are fun at the beginning. You know why? Because they're short. They're short, and you feel like you're making so much progress. But then it's three hundred and seventy-seven stitches, and you're not making quite as much progress. And then you realize you have hair all over you from the yarn. And you're like, why is this yarn shedding? It's not a cat. And then you realize you don't like cats all that much. Well, that's the thing. Sorry, two listeners we have left. Not a cat person. So it's like you get the worst of a cat, but also it's alpaca yarn. So okay, no, no, no. The worst of the cat is when it chased you and made you take your pants off. I just told that story today. <laughs> Okay, that happened. Get by a cat. Let's see, that happened in twenty in two thousand ten. So we might have told it on the podcast, but basically, <laughs> basically, I was singing in an opera in Vermont back when I was an opera singer, and one of the patrons I was visiting in his farmhouse because all the opera singers were mean and it wouldn't let me play with them. <laughs> I don't know what I said at the time if we told the story, but that was it. They were just they just wanted to hang out with their boyfriends because we were in like junior high, basically. Except we weren't. We were professional singers. Anyway, so I was in his farmhouse and he was outside and I went to pee because I'm me. And I came out of the bathroom and the cat was waiting. And that <laughs> damn cat, cat attacked. Cat, well, attacked. cat, cat literally attacked her. It chased and me around was- the room, bit me, put its claws in my pants. So what are you going to do? I mean, in the, uh, to be on brand with this podcast, I took off my pants. <laughs> Left the pants and the cat behind. Yeah, and then jumped on a chair and started hitting it with the couch cushion while it tried to murder me. So then he comes back in and I'm like trying to kill his cat, but I had no pants. (laughs) (laughs) And he's an opera patron. (laughs) So anyway, um, long story short, I have a bird now and I don't sing opera. That's a really good story. I forget. There was a point, though. Oh, yeah. The the yarn gets all over me. (laughs) It's really annoying. (laughs) And then I thought, I thought, okay, I'm done. I'm almost done. There's only one thing left to do. My favorite row, the cast off. Except, Deborah, would you like to tell the story? It's not just a cast off. Well, how many stitches did you have on your needles? 377, I believe. Okay. And then it was time for Melanie to bind off. And it was an I-cord bind off with 
it was a three-stitch high cord. It so, took six hours. Six hours. Well, which was, would make sense because 377 times three. Four, three, but then you slip them back on. So there's time for slipping too. Okay. Let's, let's, okay. Oh, you have to slip it back and then you do it again? Yeah, because it was knit knit. Oh, you have to slip it. Get it from okay. the back, slip, yeah. slip, slip. So, okay, let's say 377 times three. Okay, um, uh, 1,121, I think. That's a lot of stitches. Maybe I might have just made that up, but it's it was a lot of, and you had to watch the whole time because if you mess it up, which I kept doing, you had to pull out a bunch and then cry. And then cry. But you're done now and you bought blocking pins. Yeah, so Christmas is in a couple days. And I mean, I don't celebrate Christmas, but I've been in isolation. And the one treat I have bought myself are a pack of blocking pins. It's come to this. Bought groceries. Yeah, those were fine too, I, I guess. Groceries aren't considered a treat. It's considered, you know, a human necessity to have food. Right. So but I mean, blocking pins, though. Blocking human pins. Necessity. So um, that's kind of what I'm doing. And I there I actually do have a couple other knitting projects I'd like to start, but I don't know that I can knit things for people and be like, so I had COVID. Here's your hat. <laughs> Snuggle up. <laughs> it just seems to mean. It's almost like baking for someone when you have COVID and then dropping off the baking. That happened. <laughs> oh, no. Anyway, I'm not going to talk about that just in case that friend <laughs> listens to this podcast. It was very nice of her to do that. So Deborah, what kind of knitting do you think you can maybe aspire to do? So mom was making, uh, was she making where she was talking about um, making a pair of leg warmers um, or she went to pit by yarn and the person at the store was making leg warmers or something. And I had made myself a pair of leg warmers and then used them, worn them quite a bit. And, uh, but then they got tangled in pants legs back when I wore pants and then they ended up washed with the pants and of course felt it. So, but I, I actually do miss my leg warmers. So I think like leg warmers, however, I was also, there's a pair of, um, hand spun yarn that I made where I did a technique is it hosser technique? I forget what it's called. It's not hosser. Anyways, where a chain, it's not a chain. Gosh, I forget. It's been a long time. But essentially you do two sets of two and you overply them and then you ply them together again. So you end up with, it's a four ply, but they're, they're kind of uh, twisted in a, it, it's a way to do it where the, the, the stitches end up when you knit with it, they kind of end up locking together really well because oh. of the shape of the yarn. And so I was thinking I could actually use a pair of like proper warm mittens. I have two pairs of hand, hand knit mittens that I, one pair that I made and one pair that I got in a, in a, a swap petition package. Both of those pairs of mittens are actually the warmest mittens that I have, but they're still not quite tight enough for deep winter. Like it's not quite tight enough of a knit for deep winter because you still get a little airflow through them. So I was thinking of actually pulling out that yarn and and working on a, a pair of a pair of mittens. I love my hand knit mittens, but I I mittens are are something that actually take me a really a lot of like back and forth and back and forth to get the right number of stitches and then the right distance from cuff to hand and from hand to thumb and the right number because 
I don't like mittens where the thumb comes out directly at the side because my hands aren't my hands, human hands aren't made with the thumbs directly at the side. So you have to offset the thumbs for, in my view, I have to offset the thumbs by, you know, a couple of stitches and then it has to be the right length. And then I like a, not a fully pointed tip, but you know, the start of what is a pointed tip, but then, but then flattened. Anyways, I'm quite particular about my mittens. So all of this to say is that uh, it's not like, Hey, I'll whip up a pair of mittens. It's, Hey, I need to start working on mittens and then pull back and then work and then pull back and then work and pull back and then work again. And eventually end up with something I'm happy with, but it just takes quite a bit of effort. So anyways, but I, I keep, I keep thinking of that yarn and I think it's something I'm going to pull out early in the new year, probably. I think that's a good idea. And I mean, I guess on maybe next podcast, or if anyone has any ideas of how to explain to kids that knitting is not a toy (laughs) and to let mama do her knitting. Let mama do her knitting. I spent a lot of time in video calls and it would make sense that I could knit through them. I think that the problem is that I end up running most of my video calls or they're like the larger group video calls that I'm part of. I'm usually running and the smaller video calls that I'm in it's just two or three people and it's kind of rude if someone's talking to me and I'm just looking down so there isn't a lot of sort of sitting with my camera off and listening that happens so um it just makes it a little harder it's also I I over the pandemic I I I'm getting a lot less exercise than I used to and that I would like and I have a little under desk exercise machine where it's essentially the foot part of a elliptical or the foot part of a recumbent bicycle Um, and in theory, if I'm spending all day sitting at my desk, I should be able to just pedal, you know, even slowly, but get some exercise in. But unfortunately, when you're on a video call and you're pedaling, even slowly, your body's going whop, 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 back and forth. And it's, um, and it's also, you know, the conversation is a little challenging because, you know, out of breath, out of shape, out of breath. So all of this to say is that I am not knitting and not pedaling. And it would be nice if I could do both. So maybe I should just not care. And, and, you know, to bring it full circle, all of this is made more complicated when you're not wearing a bra and you're wiggling back and forth and you're wiggling up and down and, you know, (laughs) and people look at you like you're crazy, which maybe someone will write a story about you. (laughs) (laughs) Covered head to toe in creamer. Well, we haven't talked a lot about confessions, but, um, the next segment makes up for that, but I think we had a good chat. So I think, I think this is good, Deborah. I think so. I think we should leave it for now. So you can actually get some sleep because it's eight 30. It is is way past my bedtime. (laughs) Exactly. And I'm going to hate watch. Hate watch. It's going to be more babysitters club, isn't it? I'm done. Oh, I'm done. No, I'm not quite sure what to hate watch next, but you know what? There's there's always something out there. There's a lot out there. Now I've heard there was a secret chord that David played and it pleased the Lord, but you don't really care for music, do you? Oh, it goes like this, the fourth, the fifth, the minor fall, the major lift, the baffled king composing, hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. hallelujah. 
Heavy Mom. Hi, sweetheart. How are you doing? I'm doing okay. Now, we're recording this early, so I, it actually is still, it is the 13th of, De- 12th of December today. It is. And tomorrow I am flying off to New York, but we're recording this ahead of time. So once this airs, by the time this airs, it will be a week and a half or so from now. So, hello, future Melanie. <laughs> Hello from future mom. Wait, you're past mom. Oh, I'm past mom. You're past mom. Anyway, so ignore the sound of the dryer in the background and let's talk. I can't believe I'm saying this. Let's talk knitting. Let's talk knitting. Okay. So before we talk knitting, you have been baking today. That's creative. It is creative. That's true. We are talking about all things creative on your podcast Apparently so. So go ahead. So... There was a recipe that I saw in the newspaper and I cut out for blue cheese rosemary cookies. So we had a baking day. So we did. We had a baking day and they turned out delicious. I love them, but I also don't love them. I'm confused because well, of the sweet and savory together. I've honestly, I keep eating them, but I'm not, <laughs> I don't know how I feel. I like the the texture. I mm-hmm. like the taste. I like the turbinado sugar on the outside I mean, everyone rim. Everyone likes sugar. I know. It sounded a bit odd, having blue cheese with rosemary and calling it a cookie and having it also sweet, but I really like them. I think you I know? really, it's, you know, it's, it's like the bird when she's overtired. Does she like you? Does she hate you? We just don't know. And I, I feel that way about these yeah, cookies. Tonight was one of those nights. Poor bird. I know. Okay, the bird was so... I think wait, she knows... Wait, wait, I made another kind of cookie, too. I, we won't talk about the bird. The best thing in the world. Go, <laughs> just talk about your other cookie, which I made first the you other day. You made first, and you did a better job. I think I overbaked these. I was worried that they weren't done. They're a soft molasses gingerbread cookie was good it was taste is good good, but yours were more moist so you did a better job i mean yours are rounder and more uniform i just sort of daubed mine out onto the baking sheet because i wanted it to be in my mouth (laughs) so you did a good job thank you mom but the temperamental bird very temperamental tonight i think my gosh i think she knows i'm going well Recently, it's been getting dark very early here. Because we live in the Arctic. We don't live quite in the Arctic, but we are a lot further north than most major cities. Mm. And Except Helsinki. <laughs> We're basically the Helsinki of Canada. <laughs> so it gets dark really early, around 4.30. It's dark, and that's when she wanted to go to bed. Mm-hmm. However, recently, she's been staying up to, oh my goodness, 6 o'clock. Well, it's been 5.53 to 5.55. This is right. Been, and she knows. It's very consistent. It's very consistent. But today, she it could be because I cleaned her sleeping cage, but... She didn't want to go to bed. She would hop in. She would hop back out since the cage is essentially beside Savvy Mom's bed because that's where the bird sleeps now. I have kept to go up to Mom's room. And again, whose room? it's the bird's room. Yeah. It's a four bedroom house in the suburbs. The bird sleeps beside Mom's bed because that's where she Thanks, wants Melanie. to sleep. I would love her to sleep near me. Anyway, so I put her in the cage and she'd hop out and then she hops in and she hops. But it's 6.54. She, I think, I think the baby's finally asleep. Phew. I know. For now. 
And when mom goes up to bed, she'll wake up and she'll start hitting her beak against the mirror. My finger, my left index finger is quite bitten because that's the one she tends to attack when I wake her up for her late night water because she gets thirsty. She doesn't want to get any water from me when I try to offer her water. Well, no, so. you have to hold her like a bird sausage, take her into the bathroom, have only the soft light on, trickle it through the tap, get it on your finger, drip drop it into her little beak, and then pat her on the head and kiss her face. Guess what's not going to happen while you're out of town? <laughs> the soft lighting? <sighs> the whole routine. Oh my god, my poor little bird. I don't... Anyway, she'll be fine. She'll maybe be fine. She has fresh water in her cage. That's not the point. And? There are hoses behind Michelin-starred restaurants. You don't drink from the hose. <laughs> so she's perfect. We're talking knitting. We are talking yes, knitting. we are. So... Do you want me to talk about a project or do you want to talk about a project? I mean, I did just come downstairs and announce, hey, mom, we're podcasting. Think yeah. of something to say. So you, you go first and then and then I'll talk about mine. So Melanie was tidying up one of the bedrooms. Used to be Savvy Girl Deborah's Months ago. bedroom. No, years ago. No, I mean, months, months <laughs> oh. ago I was tidying. Yeah, yeah, she was tidying it up and... Some of my knitting projects had ended up in there, and I had completely forgotten about this particular project, and you adopted it. I stole it and hid it in my room. I mean, if we're going to be out, we should be honest on this podcast of confessions. I stole it, I hid it in my room, and then one of your friends, she lost most of her things. She had mold in her house or something yeah or rats i don't know no mold R- mold they threw a bunch of stuff out the renovators came and just threw everything she owned out yeah including pots and pans which could have been washed i mean anyways it's anyways anyway savvy mom was gonna give her some knitting and she asked if i knew where this was where a scarf was that you meant I it was had. my scarf though but no i had completely forgotten about this set that oh. i knit and i was so excited that something that I knit was something that you liked enough to hide away in your bedroom. And not give to your poor friend. I did give her some other things. You did. I'm not and that she terrible a person. Them. But she's not getting this. So talk about this, please. What is this all about? Well, I had forgotten the whole story behind this scarf and hat. Luckily you remembered it, or there'd be no podcast. <laughs> <laughs> no. Oh, luckily I wrote about it in Ravelry as one of my Ooh. projects. So when Savvy Girl Melanie performs her sh- musical show, More Power to Your Knitting Nell, audience members are invited to knit along. So they bring knitting or crocheting or embroidery or whatever they can manage to do in the semi-dark theater. So can I just interrupt this? Uh, to say that I haven't actually done that show since 2013. Now I do Stitch in Time. Right. It's not the same show, but it's the same World War One and World War Two knitting music. And I will be touring that all over Northern England this spring. So tell your friends. Tell your friends. Like all over. Out, all look over. For it. You'll give more detailed information yeah. as we get closer. But basically a bunch of, of smaller towns between Newcastle and the northern border of England. But anyway, I yeah. just thought I would just mention that. Okay. So go on. For the original More Power to Your Knitting Nell show, Melanie would provide needles and yarns for audience members to use if they didn't bring their own. At the end of the run of the show, 
you brought home all your props and one of the scarves that random people had been knitting, it was so full of dropped stitches and lumps and bumps, I frogged the whole thing and knit this simple reversible scarf with a matching toque using the yarn harlot's pattern. Can I interject? I'm sorry, mom. I just want to interject again. When I give people the scarves to knit, I don't tell them what to knit. I don't say it's knit to purl to. So sometimes, you know, it's seed stitch and sometimes it's... It's whatever they feel like doing. I don't remember the name of any other stitch. It's usually garter. They just knit and knit and knit. Anyway, so it is, it was kind of a, it's a fun mess, but also... Anyway, remember that one show when someone sat and undid a whole bunch of it because she couldn't stand that there were dropped stitches and mistakes? Yes. <laughs> yes, I, yes, I do remember. I remember a few oh, the, knitting The dramas. show when somebody's ball of yarn went all, all the way down. <laughs> Tell that story. Someone dropped their ball of yarn. I, this has happened with a needle, too. And it just, you can hear it roll, 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 and then stop. And then everything stops while they... They collect it, and it doesn't really help your pacing of the show. But hey, you can't really plan for that. I just plan something's always going to go wrong. That's something. <laughs> anyway, okay. So you frog, you frog this mess of a scarf, and using Stephanie Pearl McPhee's pattern that she calls one row hand spun scarf, I knit a scarf. And then I made a toque. I cast on, I just counted, 72 stitches. I knit three inches of knit two, purl two rib, and then adapted the pattern for the scarf to make the hat. I improvised the decreases, and it worked. And then I tucked it away with other things I had made and completely forgot about it. And I found it. It's really cute. I like the hat. It's kind of a bulky hat. It's you're, yeah. you're making the face because it's acrylic. I'm making a face because you never want to have anything to do with acrylic. And ironically, Aww. it is an acrylic yarn. Ironically, it is. It is. But and I it's also something don't, that you like. Don't hate it. Because you made it, you made it for me or not or stole my yarn and <laughs> took it and made this. I guess there are different ways you could look at this. But um, I mean, it's my yarn. I think... I think you stole my yarn for your show. Oh, (laughs) right. (laughs) Yeah, but I'm your daughter. My yarn and my needles. And then (laughs) I I started the scarves the night before you needed them for the show. Yeah, the night before I was catching a plane to England. Yeah. Yeah, you did that. I started uh, some knitting so that your audience would have something started with some stitches cast on. Being a mom is thankless. (laughs) No kidding. (laughs) Anyways, I was thrilled when you found it and and adopted it. Yay, stole it. I love it. Because I figured nobody really values the stuff I make, and I don't finish all Uh, the stuff that I make. Can I just... You do make beautiful things. You just don't make many things. Right. That's all. Right. You're like an oyster. If I I harass you enough, you'll make a beautiful pearl. Oh. (laughs) Eventually. (laughs) Just to harangue you enough till you make something. So talking about a beautiful pearl, tell everybody about the beautiful scarf you're knitting. It's a shawl. And And we talked about it in the last. It's called Dauphine. And I believe I complained about it quite a lot last podcast. I'm kidding. I did. And I said that the pattern was just kind of a bunch of random knit ones and purl ones and just it was impossible to memorize. Yeah, I'm not going to say I was wrong because it is a very long repeat. And 
I realized that it wasn't maybe the pattern that was at fault. I realized that knitting... Whose fault was it? Hallmark movies. Oh. They turn your brain to mush. You can't memorize anything. Seriously, I couldn't memorize. And I was knitting largely watching these terrible, terrible travesties of television. And so, yes, it, it could have been a simpler pattern. Honestly, I shouldn't have disparaged it actually it might it wouldn't be worth... have been as beautiful had it been simpler well it would have been a lot more beautiful if i hadn't kept adding and dropping <laughs> stitches in the lace there was a full morning where i had i basically worked to back down with the sunshine on your your scarf yep and work and i mean i have done a lot of lace but usually i don't do it out of alpaca usually i do it out of something where the stitch definition is very clear so here you can fudge things a little bit let's just say but anyway the point is, I am past that part of the shawl. I'm on to the short rows, which is basically knit, 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 cable, pro, 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 cable, and then just back and forth. So, yes, it is now not unenjoyable. That was a double negative. Yes. I wouldn't which, call it enjoyable. It's just not unenjoyable. By definition, that makes it enjoyable. No, it could be neutral. I guess. It could be, I would say I'm, I'm neutral right now about, about this, but I don't hate it anymore. It's looking beautiful. Oh, thanks. Yeah. So, you are leaving tomorrow morning. I'm driving you to the airport. We're leaving the house at... 425. <sighs> yeah, but you get to come back and sleep. I do. And I have to avoid germy-looking people on the plane, so... Right. By the time this airs, I'll either be dead... Or not, I guess. Let's hope not. Not? Uh, yeah. It's going to be not. But in that spirit, let's do some confessions. She sprang this on me, sprang, sprung. You announced this to me just before you turned on the um, recording machine. Surely there's something you want to get off your chest. Aside from the bird poop, there's got to be something you want. Not physical, metaphoric. You would like to get off your chest on this podcast of confessions. Huh. I have two at least for you. I have some for Deborah, but for you, I have two. You have something for me to regret? I have no regrets about this. This oh, okay. is confession. It's different. Um. My first confession is, back when I went to sing in Vancouver, I hid a house key outside the house under a rock, figuring that, you know, what if something happens or someone needs to get in the house because the house will be empty for two weeks, and I told mom that I would, when I got home, I would take it from the rock, put it back inside the house. I didn't, there's two feet of snow on top of the rock now, and no one's digging that key out till spring, if ever, and I don't quite know where it is. I am not pleased. <laughs> so that's, that's my first confession, mom. I love you. I feel so free. I feel so free. Hmm. What am I even to say about that? I'm not asking for judgment. I'm asking for a okay. confession in turn. I don't have a confession. I trimmed my bangs today with your cooking scissors and just put them straight back. You did? <laughs> you didn't wash them? I feel so free all of a sudden. Why do your confessions always have to do with something you've done at me, for me, by me? <laughs> I mean, I feel so free. You feel so free. Why? Because... You didn't wash the scissors or because your bangs are shorter? <laughs> no, because I, I came clean about oh, this. Oh, I see. You know, mm -hmm. I can't think of things to confess at this 
point. You know your favorite tea? I like a whole bunch. No, the one you got from the girl living in my dorm when I was in grad school. Oh, yeah. At one point when you were out of town, I decided it needed to go. I dumped it all in the recycling and then I scooped it back in when I felt guilty. You did? Yes. I'm drinking (laughs) garbage? (laughs) Recycling. I really liked that Well, tea. that's why I put it back. They just helped us out. I'm throwing it out now. No, it's fine. Yes, no, will. it's fine. It, not the outside recycle, just this one here. I know, but do you know what we put in there? There was nothing, there was nothing in it at the time. Just like a couple things. <laughs> well, that's going in the garbage. I really do enjoy, no, did Ma. enjoy that. I feel so. <laughs> So light all of a sudden. <laughs> Do you have any more confessions or any? <laughs> These are good. I feel really good. I'm so glad you feel good. Sometimes when the bird poops, I don't feel like dealing with it, so I just wipe it under the kitchen table. You mean like where people put chewed gum? I mean, I don't put chewed gum there. Neither do I. Good. Neither do I put the bird's poop there. I don't have any... (laughs) These are good confessions. Keep going. I don't need to say anything. I don't think I have any more. (laughs) Are you sure? No, I'm sure I have more. I'm just trying to think. (laughs) I've definitely drank straight from the iced tea container in the fridge. I mean, you have to be really careful you don't fill your whole mouth with it. What is it, a two-liter pitcher? Yeah, I haven't drank the whole thing, but I've drunk straight from it, certainly, when you're not in the room. <laughs> this is going so well. Keep it up, honey, keep it up. I don't think I, I have don't need to say anything. I don't think I have anything I else. I have nothing to say about these things. You've left me speechless. Because <laughs> it's it's a podcast of confession. It's of your, your turn. Com- confessions. I don't know that I have any more. I'm sure I have more. <laughs> what? I'm looking at your face and you're trying to decide whether or not to confess the next thing you need to confess. <gasps> I need oh, to confess right it. No, I don't know if I should now, though. <laughs> hmm. Okay, that iced tea goes out. No, no, no. I... Two things with tea. <laughs> That's a good point. Sometimes I eat straight from the brown sugar bag. <laughs> Sometimes I just, I yes, could bake Do you some. double dip? <laughs> I don't use a spoon. <laughs> so you just take a little thing and you take a bite out of it and you put it back. Well, it's a good thing I have another unopened <laughs> bag of brown sugar for if I want to do any baking. I think that's or... everything. Yeah. No, it isn't. I'm looking at her face. I really do. Well, there was that time when I was talking to Deborah's kids about about how t- getting a COVID test and how they put something up your nose, and I put your crossword puzzle pencil up my nose to show them <laughs> how it looks, and then I just put it back on the kitchen table. <laughs> yeah. 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 I think that's it. <laughs> I don't know. Should I count to five? I'm sure she'll find something else. Um, Isn't living with me so much fun? <laughs> this whole thing's me. What about you? You confess something. This was your idea. Well, I think I'd confess all the things that I can confess to you today. <laughs> today. Yeah, today. And tomorrow you're going out of town. <laughs> Lucky me. <laughs>
Just because I think he'll probably murder me at this point. <laughs> Not quite. <sighs> oh my goodness. I feel so good all of a sudden. Throw out that tea. I thought there was less in the container when I had I got some most the other of it day. Back. No, this happened like two years ago. You've been drinking this tea for a while. I forget about it for months, and then when I see it there and I remember, I'm always so happy. Well, I'm sure you'll forget about this too. <laughs> no, I won't. I'll be throwing the tea out. Oh, seriously, yes. it's fine. It was in the garbage. Recycle. Garbage. Recycle. Compost and it bag wasn't all with other stuff. There was like nothing else in there. You said almost nothing. Almost nothing else. See? There was nothing wet in there. Oh my. Sometimes I don't bother to close my bedroom window if I'm getting undressed because I'm like, you know what? It's quick. No one on the cul-de-sac has complained. The least you could do is duck. <laughs> so that people can't Body see you. Body positivity, mom. Well, they have not... nothing better to do than stare up at my window. I should at least give them a show. This is getting worse and worse. Is there nothing else we could discuss? I think we're good. Unless you have a confession. No, no, no I have nothing that could ever compare to your litany. <laughs> litany, huh? Litany of confessions. She's got another one. Here. I know, I, I think this is all of them for today. So, in lieu of thinking about New Year's resolutions, Melanie has decided to come clean with... Old year, December. I mean, a lot of these happen other years too. Like, like yes. eating the brown sugar. I no, and then that happens pretty regularly. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> well, I fell a spider the other day and I wanted to give him a fair chance, so I just gave him five minutes and he was gone. <laughs> oh, you're leaving Tom and leaving the spider? I like spiders. I just thought... I and thought I like them outside. Well, it's cold outside, and I thought I'd give her five minutes head start. <laughs> <laughs> and then I went to bed. In what room was this? Just here or there. No, which room? It's in the cupboard, in the games cupboard, upstairs. Okay. Okay. All right, I will go looking for the spider tomorrow after you're <gasps> well on your way to New York. The point is, I feel really good about ending the year like this. <laughs> You're welcome, Mom. Leaving me with a spider. Knowingly leaving me with a spider. So with that, I think we should go to the next segment. Phew. All right. Mm -hmm. Well, I think we did well. <laughs> it's neat and it's sweet. It's a ding-dong treat. Knitting socks for little feet. with your knitting. Thank you so much for joining us for this episode of the Savage Girls Podcast. It has been a pleasure to be chatting with you again. And kind of nice to catch up with Melanie because uh, we don't talk uninterrupted as often as we used to. If you want to reach us, you can find us on our website at www.savvygirls.ca. 
you can also email us at podcast at savvygirls.ca. And are we on Facebook and Twitter still? We are on Facebook and Twitter. It's Savvy Girls PCAST on Twitter. Facebook at Savvy Girls Podcast. I'm trying to build up my audience. So I am going to mention I am Mela Mondial on TikTok. Mostly it's bird videos, guys. But I've, I have, I actually have a collaboration with a knitter coming up to make a knitting music video. I didn't tell you this yet, Deborah, but that'll be next episode. And I'm on Twitter. Yay! And I'm on Twitter, um, Melanie Presents, and then Facebook, Melanie G Presents. So, like, hit me on Instagram, Melanie Presents. Just, if there's so much social media, you guys, it's, like, there's no time for friends, but, you know. That's okay. We don't, confession number 15 of the night. (laughs) I don't have that many friends anyways. Yeah, me either. All right. So, guys, um, thank you so much. We will be back in about two weeks. And meanwhile, tend to your your knitting, Kitten. kitten. My cardigan would look silly without lime green stripes. Well, don't shout. I'll shout. I'll shout if I want to. And do you know why? Why? Because I hate knitting.